0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Define. Today, I'm really excited to talk about the character trait that I addressed in the last episode, and that is resilience. Now, resilience, if you Google it and you have your little dictionary pop up, resilient means be able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions or to be able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. As, if you didn't hear my story in the Defying Kaylee episode, no worries. That's just a personal story that helped me realize this trait and learn it. Today, we're going to be talking about more of the behavioral science and logistics behind resilience and also how to develop it and help others develop it. So when we have the Google definition, but there are a lot, a lot more in-depth definitions of what resilience actually means. From an article in Positive Psychology, when a panel discussion was called asking researchers to debate the nature of resilience, all agreed that resilience is complex. As a construct, it can have a different meaning between people, companies, cultures, and society. They also agreed that people could be more resilient at one point in their lives and less during another, and that they may be more resilient in some aspects of their lives than others. As I was looking into, I found so many papers, guys. Resilience is super interesting, and it turns out there's something called resilience theory. A developmental psychologist, Norman Garmezy, was one of the first to do trauma research and focus on the strengths associated with trauma as opposed to the weaknesses. Resilience theory is based on his experience working with children from all sorts of backgrounds and who thrived in spite of trauma. There was a New Yorker article about resilience theory, and it broke this issue down well. Quote, it's only when you're faced with obstacles, stress, and other environmental threats that resilience or the lack of it emerges. Do you succumb or do you surmount? End of quote. In 1989, a developmental psychologist named Emmy Werner and the licensed psychologist Ruth Smith actually ran a 39-year-long study with 700 children, which is a crazy long, intense study, and a huge group of people do that from. So super interesting. And their whole study was based to find the trace of, traits of resilience. About one-third of them were determined to be resilient and thrive of being considered at risk due to their life situations. That being said, some of the children were hit back-to-back back with so many high-stress life events at critical points that they actually lost their resilience on future things that happen in their life. So here's the thing with resilience. It's not permanent. You don't get it and you're good. If you keep hitting back to back with hard traumatic events, or you know someone who you're like, oh my gosh, they used to be able to handle things so well. Life punched them too many times. It's a real thing. So that's something to keep in mind for us and for people around us. So based on kind of these studies I read And these breakdowns and these psychology articles about resilience theory, from what I would say, resilience is the ability to not only survive, but thrive. Okay, that's cool. But why does being resilient matter? In our world, it's getting more and more complicated. And as individuals, as cultures, as countries, as cities, it doesn't matter whatever level you're looking at, life's insane. And we're all getting hit really hard, and we need to be ready to bounce back from a variety of situations. In addition to the necessity of knowing how to do that, there are also multiple health benefits to being resilient. In a Harvard Health letter, they said, coping with stress in a positive way is known as resilience, and it has many health benefits. It's associated with longevity, lower rates of depression, and greater satisfaction with life. Now, I don't think anyone can say that they don't experience stress in their life. If you can, please share your ways because you need to be on this or just be my life coach. I don't even care anymore. But we're also going to keep experiencing stress. The ability to view our stress in a positive light can completely change how we come out of a life-altering situation. In a quote by Viktor Frankl, he says, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. So understanding resilience helps us understand how hard it is to actually be resilient. We see a lot of people, and I myself, have struggled with multiple issues. And we may have this false expectation of ourselves and the people around us to bounce back too quickly. When we've struggled to bounce back from something, it helps us be more empathetic. But also understanding how to become more resilient helps us be able to do it, but also understand how to better help people around us do the same thing. So how, how do we become more resilient? How do we develop this trait, this trait? Now, there are a lot of opinions on this. If you Google how to become more resilient, you will find lists and lists and lists. It was crazy. So after doing a lot of research, I wanted to boil down the ones that were consistently in every source I came across. First and foremost, have compassion for yourself and for others. Recognizing our own abilities and the abilities of others lays a foundation that we can build on. It helps us know and truly believe we can do what we need to, and it helps us have more realistic expectations from the people around us. The second thing that I found consistently across the board was self awareness. We may be able to rattle off a long list of our faults and failures, but that isn't the same as being self-aware. In an article by Develop Good Habits, they say having self-awareness means that you have a sharp realization of your personality, including your strengths and weaknesses, your thoughts and beliefs, your emotions, and your motivations. Now being self-aware is a whole topic in and of itself. So if you or someone you know has actually really dived into developing this character trait, please reach out. I would love to have you on a podcast and On episode and just dive down into self-awareness because it's a really cool topic and it's a very difficult trait to develop. The next thing that was listed consistently was having a strong social circle. Knowing someone has your back, even if it's just one person, is another huge indicator of resilience. When we're struggling with life, it is a big deal to know we have someone to talk to, can call for help, and just knowing that they believe in you. That was one of the things that I pointed out in my last episode. If you're trying to figure out how to help someone, just having someone reach out and let them know that you're thinking of them. Or when people did that for me, I knew who had my back and I knew who didn't during my divorce. It was very, very clear. And for the people that I knew had my back, they made all the difference into helping me know, okay, well, at least I can call so-and-so, or at least I can just take a deep breath and let so-and-so handle it. That's a huge deal. And I would not have been okay if I didn't have anyone to do that with. Um, from an article with the, from the Mayo Clinic about strong social circles, they say, friends also play a significant role in promoting your overall health. Adults with strong social support have a reduced risk of many significant health problems, including depression, high blood pressure, and an unhealthy body mass index, BMI. Studies have even found that older adults with a rich social life are likely to live longer than their peers with fewer connections. They also increase your sense of belonging and purpose, boost your happiness and reduce your stress, improve your self-confidence and self-worth, help you cope with trauma such as divorce, serious illness, job loss, or the death of a loved one, and encourage you to change or avoid unhealthy lifestyle habits such as excessive drinking or lack of exercise. Now, the last thing that was... The most important, in my opinion, was be a victor, not a victim. When traumatic events happen, it is essential to feel in control of your own destiny. Those that feel that they are in control of what they're doing and how and how are more likely to be resilient. It's easy, and we all do it to stay and wait for someone to save us and or right the wrong they committed. It's human. This is such an easy thing to fall into. Especially when the situation we're in is not our fault. When someone should step up and fix the situation, it's easy just wait. Um, but the thing is that, that, takes, that, that gives the control of our own future and our own destiny and gives it to someone else. And how can we move forward from that? How can we move forward when we're waiting for someone to take control of our future? In order to bounce back and thrive, we need to view ourselves as victors instead of victims. It's a huge deal, guys. I'm not joking. All these studies, even in this case study, this really the long one I cited earlier and every single article I read from multiple sources from self-help to scientific experience, scientific studies across the board, this whole concept of taking responsibility for your life. Period and that is so hard to do. I really think the only reason I was able to do it at all is because I was pregnant with my daughter during my divorce. This very real sense of you have con- you are the per- you have a person growing in you. Like there is a person in there that you have to nurture and take care of. And I had my son, it was I don't know what it was, but for some reason having someone that I was very much still, very much a part of me at this point in her life, and being responsible for her future. I had to make sure I was healthy during my pregnancy. I was well aware of the impact that my decisions would have on her directly. And it helped me go, okay, you know what? This sucks and it's hard. And I wasn't able to fully let go. Don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of forgiveness that had to come into play. But the whole turning point for me to be able to finish school, for me to be able to move forward, get a, get a high paying job, all that jazz. One, I had a ton of support, but also I knew I, I had to do it myself and that was hard. And I was really bitter about that for a while. This is not an easy thing to switch to, but that really is the key difference. When we take control of our own lives and our own future, as unfair as our current situation is, that was the biggest indicator if someone was going to be okay or not in all the studies. That was the biggest in- indicator if someone had resilience. Now to help other people be resilient, we've got to be there for them. We've got to have their back. And we can't completely take care of everything, and that's not even what they say. But if someone's calling or having a hard time, or you notice that someone just needs a boost, it's our job as people to help those around us know that we have their back. That is the biggest way we can help people get through their traumatic points in their life. And that's the biggest way you can get through your traumatic points in your life is making sure that you have someone that has your back and taking responsibility for what your future looks like. And also, I'd like to point out, because I'm like this with myself, I have a really hard time being compassionate to myself when life is hard. It just is. I'm always looking, what can I do to be better? Where did I screw up this time okay, I've been so stressed out. What am I doing wrong? And those, those questions aren't bad to ask. But when we do it in such an accusatory manner, then we're eliminating another essential part of being able to bounce back from life. And that is compassion. And we've got to have it for ourselves. And honestly, trying to develop resilience, trying to continue to evolve as a person, even though I had every reason to just push pause on that kind of thing and just deal with all the crap that was going on was incredibly important. And it, it helped me move forward a lot more quickly in ways that I didn't think I would be able to. And having to go through that and seeing other people struggle with the traumatic moments in their life and seeing how impatient they are to move forward and how, unfair they are to themselves saying, well, I should be able to just bounce back. It's a lot easier to say, look, I get it. And you've got to take some time and breathe and know that it's going to be okay. You need to still rest. You need to still take care of yourself. Beating yourself up and getting more upset at yourself is not going to help you develop resilience. It's not going to help you bounce back. It's being compassionate to you. And it's us being compassionate with each other. If I see someone having a hard time and I think they should just get over it, I'm in the wrong because they're going through something really hard. And it's my job to let them know they that I have their back, not to tell them, yeah, you suck, step it up. That's not what resilience is. And that's not how we can help people develop it. It's having their back, letting them know that we're there for them in the way that we can and just reminding them that they've got this. And they can. People can do it. So, If you're knowing someone who's struggling and just having a really hard time snapping out of it, just let them know you have their back. And when the time is right, when they're ready to take life into their own hands, it'll happen and it'll stay because they know that they have good people who have their back. This was the episode of Define Resilience. I can't wait for you guys to hear the next episode. If you'd like to stay tuned to what we'll be covering Please follow me on my Facebook page or my Instagram or check out my website. Thank you so much and have a great night.